Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to another special sexy moment of Pear Probe. You like that better? Is that better than, you know, next edition? Yeah. You're always complaining when I say welcome to another I still edition. Hate them. Dude, you hate everything. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so what we love about you is your deep insight. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. You know. <laughs> uh. So we welcome uh, Jason back in studio with us again. He's finally back. Yeah, man. It's been, what, three weeks since I've been here? Yeah, it's been about three weeks. I man. have abandoned and neglected whatever few fans I've had out there. So You know what, dude? You got kidnapped. You couldn't help it, bro. I mean, just try not to make let it happen again, all right? No yeah. more kidnapping. Yeah, we don't I'll, want to have to come find you. I'll make sure I plan for that. Okay. <laughs> Why are you touching things? My I had to turn that down a little, dude. My ears are getting blown out. That is the main. Don't touch the main. This is your dial. This is the main. There we go. Here. You want me to turn you down? There you go. But better than turning me on. <laughs> well, how have you guys been this past uh, few weeks? Um, eclectic. <laughs> uh, broken. Miser- <laughs> miserable. Wow. Heat and life. I've been great. <laughs> that's good, Jesse. I'm really. You I have know, been phenomenal. That's really good to hear, Jess. This is why people hate you. <laughs> I am just Mr. Positivity, right? Yeah, now. Exactly. Chance is a Debbie Downer, so. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm back on a boat again. Better than I Debbie Dallas. Nice. nice. Doing my thing. Doing yes. what I do. Oh, excuse Doing me. some sketchy mess. Doing some real sketchy stuff. Well, I got to tell you all about that. On the water. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. Yeah, your your bosses you work for are pretty big and well known, so we'll steer away from that one. You don't want to be going. They know I'm doing it. (laughs) Oh well, then never mind. Feel free. (laughs) No, 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 no. Jesse's gonna be swimming with the fishes. No. Gonna be swimming away from the fishes. You've seen them sharks. (laughs) They saw like a twenty foot hammerhead in the mouth of Tampa Bay, dude. Oh yeah, dude! I've seen a video. I don't know if it's on YouTube or something, but it was um, it was on Sunset Anna Maria Island. Mm. These I don't know what kind of sharks they were, to be honest with you, but they were literally by the sand in the water. The sand that was the, the hammerheads. What were hammerheads? Yeah, it was oh, hammerheads. Yeah, I saw that video. Yep. I don't go back in the water because of that. I don't. I don't. I, 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 I'd rather go on the, in the pool or something. So. Oh, that's even funnier. Is uh, over in um, oh, what was that? Yeah, but you know, here's other the thing. Side of the state. Wait, 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 what was wait, the other wait. Si- the other side of the state, the shark attack capital of America. What is that? Um, oh, New Smyrna Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I was in New Smyrna Beach. So okay. Daytona Beach is north of it. Right. Go a little bit south. New Smyrna Beach. Awesome place. Highly recommend. No, I don't. Don't go there. Don't overcrowd it. <laughs> just <laughs> stop. Stay just, away. Just stay away from there. It's a happy place. They don't oh. like <laughs> You ain't but, from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> hey. You're going to learn today. I'm out there. I'm hanging out in the water and all that stuff. The water's getting all churned up because it's on the Atlantic side. And it's a little rougher on the Atlantic side than it is the Gulf side. You know how it goes. Right. And I'm just chilling out there. My wife has not looked at the water, has not stepped her toe in there. I go back up to her on the beach and chill out and hang out in the sun for a little bit. She was like, yeah, how's the water? And I'm like, it's great. You should join me. She's like, no. like, Why? (laughs) This is the shark attack capital of America. Both sharks biting people. There's been three shark attacks here this week. Did you know that at the time? No. Oh, my God. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? You don't have life insurance <laughs> on me yet. What are you talking about here? <laughs> you better be stepping up your game at home, bud. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, no, honey. Go for a swim. Well, now I'm working. She probably took out a secret. No, 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 no. Insurance claim. Let me feed you before you go swimming. Here's well, this nice big greasy that has, steak. That has definitely happened. Yes. Um, because now I'm worth more dead than alive. So <laughs> I think we all are, man. Dude, it's tell me about it. My sad. life insurance, bro. I check my brake lines every morning. <laughs> I mean. All right. All right. So, anyways, moving on uh, away from our boring lives. Boring. Um, well. Okay, swimming and sharks, not boring. There you go. Jesus. God, whatever. You so anyway. have high standards. You know that? 
That is not boring. Bro, you, I'm high you maintenance. You paid somebody I'm high to maintenance go. and high standard. Dude, you have... Re- yeah, you really are, actually. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I was going to say, that is not a secret. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking... You want to date me. Yeah, you want to date me. You're a freaking diva, dude. Yeah, if you want to date me, you better have money. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> I'm broke. Oh, my goodness. But you literally paid somebody to go swimming with sharks. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I had to go swimming with a man. I had to. Oh, my God. It was fun, though. It was a controlled environment. Yeah, it was a controlled environment. That takes all the fun out of it. The yeah. thrill, the fear. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I did amp it up a little bit. I mean, I did grab the one kid next to me and kind of shook him in the water real hard. But... <laughs> yeah, he screamed. Parents made him get out. You know, uh, that's the end of my day. Yeah, but, uh, needless to say, I don't go in the water. So I think a shark, uh, not shark, but jeez, uh, Jaws did it for me. I, I think mean, Jaws did it for a lot of people, man. Yeah, Big time. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'll stick to the pools. Yeah. Yeah, but see, my all-time favorite movie is Jaws. And Jesse knows, my all-time biggest fear is getting shark attacked. But I can't stay out of the water. I love the water. I love swimming. I love diving. I love snorkeling. I love doing all of it. You know, boogie board and everything. Man, last weekend, the waves were rolling in uh, there at my house because the storm was kicking in, you know, offshore. Yep. So I had some pretty good rollers coming in. So I saw their boogie board man having a blast. You know, I wasn't. I was getting the crap kicked out of me. <laughs> I was cussing and spitting and mad. <laughs> yeah, like they used to say in the Navy, man, choose your eight, choose your fate. So that's yeah. what you chose to do for a living. So yeah, no, I was mad until I got off the water, and then I was like, "That was awesome. I want to do it again." <laughs> <laughs> it's always like that. I don't, dude. I oh my god, I remember like in the Coast Guard, we'd go out for like some of the worst Mayday calls offshore out in the you know storms and everything else, and a lot of people would be just terrified. For us, it was like game time. It's like, <laughs> I know this sounds sad to admit. Get adrenaline all pumping. It wasn't even that. It was, okay, we know our skill set. We know what we're good at. Right. But can we really do this? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> Trial by the error. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, by the way, speaking of Coast Guard and stuff, so the sub that imploded. Right. Dude, they knew about it like three days wait in advance. Wait a minute. Okay. Three days before imploded? they released it. Huh? It imploded? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, judging from the debris, uh, that's what they're judging that happened. And, you know. I mean, the <laughs> pressure on there has got to be crazy. And they already knew about it. I, l- let's be real. Okay. They released it. Well. They released. Okay. Go on with the conspiracy thing. <laughs> no, it's not a conspiracy. They legit came out and said they knew about it before. No, no, no. I'm just saying. They knew about it. I, I, I was like, going down a different path from what you were getting ready to say. But two or three days beforehand, they already knew that this happened before the news decided to report on, what was oh, it, really? Tuesday or something? Yeah. That it freaking imploded. They knew about it. I even heard a couple of days after, I guess, they went missing or whatever, that they sent another um, submarine down and uh, something happened that they had to come back up. Well, yeah. here's the, here's the thing. I've been seeing, I, I, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> so I've seen all these posts out there from people, you know, some saying, you know, hey, you know, hugs and prayers, all the good stuff, right? And then the people that were making fun of the situation, all that, and like one of the ones that really kind of got me was when people were going, yeah, these billionaires went out there on their own accord, paying all this money, and they died, and now we're wasting taxpayers' money to go look for them. <laughs> That's what the Coast Guard does. <laughs> That's what they're paid to do. And and everybody else who decided to go out there, it was either on their own accord or it was actually a part of their job. There 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 was no that we're just paying tax kit. We pay taxes in order to have the Coast Guard to do stuff like this. And here's the thing, coming from the Coast Guard, we don't look at somebody's bank account or what they were doing on the water for us to go get them. No. It's our job. And uh, speaking from somebody that was in commercial assistance towing, who the Coast Guard usually called to send us out because they... We hated towing boats, not unless there was a, well, an imminent threat. They don't, yeah, they don't go out there unless there's imminent danger or it's too rough for anybody else to go out there. They don't go out there needlessly. So, yeah, I mean, do it, not it's go... not like they're literally wasting taxpayer dollars doing a, a yeah. jump start on a boat. Yeah, do not go out there on your boat with it, you know, half properly running and think, oh, well, don't worry. If we break down, we'll call the, the Coast, Coast Guard. They'll come right. get us. It doesn't work that way. No, you get you got to pay SeaTow or Tobo US or yeah. Flagship or whoever $300 an hour to come get your butt. Yeah, there better be a medical emergency or that boat is sinking or there's a bad storm coming in. One of the three that will Coast Guard to finally go, let's and go get it. it's debatable if it's sinking. And even then, <laughs> <laughs> we flip uh-huh. a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Run faster. Like, look, man, dinner's almost ready, okay? If we go, it's going to be cold when we get back. 
you know. So yeah, you got to debate about it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that just blew my mind, man. You know, it, I, I still can't believe people were cheering for it. I mean, that that's that that's a whole new low. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, here's the deal. I don't care what their reasoning was behind what they did. They went and did it. It was their money that paid for it. So who cares? But when well, they, and not to mention they were descendants, not to cut you off again and again, again and again and again. <laughs> but they were some of them when there were descendants of the people that died in it. Yeah. So I mean, wow. there but, was a reason. Yeah. Oh, so oh, so they were descendants of the the people some of the Titanic. Them. Yeah. Uh. But but the point being at the end of this is that I I don't root for people to die that are doing what they enjoy. Because, I mean, come on, man. Uh, people who go skydiving. You think I'm sitting there going, you know, oh, I can't believe they paid $300 to jump out of a perfectly, you know, good plane and hope right. a chute doesn't open. Not that's stupid. I mean, come on. There it, are people out there that actually do that, too. I mean, yeah. It's man, that, that's, that's just a whole dark side of the internet that we're starting to see because yeah. computer champs. A, a lot of the voices that we hear nowadays are the loudest voices. And the loudest voices are usually the most screwed up ones right exactly, now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, that's what people are paying attention to, and that's what a lot of people are publicizing because shock value sells. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, let's be real. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, with the Coast Guard, you know, people like that to do these type of rescues. You know, even down to like you know uh, the regular sheriff's department, all them fire rescue that that have boats to go out and do these rescues too. They don't look at somebody's bank account. They don't you know just see oh well, he's a billionaire. I'm not going. You know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, you get your orders and you go and do. Yeah, it's, hey, there's some people in trouble, go get them, you know, and that's what you do, you know. And, yeah, it just it blows my mind, man. How I mean, I know the granted, yes, our humor can be pretty calloused at times, but it's a lot of, but, but but not that bad, yeah. And even then, like our humor, <laughs> we do it off radio, not on social media, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And trust me, everybody out there who's got raw humor, who does something just incredibly stupid out there on social media, I promise you what they do off of social media is probably a 100 times worse. And that just goes to show you, God forbid, something ever happens to society like, uh, you know, the military, the police or something like that. Mm-hmm. These are the people that are going to be walking the streets. You know what I mean? These are the people that you have to be worried about because they <laughs> yeah. have a bunch of crazy Yeah, but there's there. also a whole lot of Internet warriors out there, man. I mean, true. They're, true. they're crazy, true. and they're the, they're the ones that were in the middle of protests and stuff in 2020. They were the ones burning crap down, yeah. you know, that yeah. actually yeah. felt like it was Wearing okay masks. to do that. Yeah, right, right. I mean, th- these are the psychopaths that decide to show their ugly face and give a lot of good people a crappy name. Yeah. I mean, let, let's yeah. be real. There, yeah. There's a lot of people out there that do things for the best intentions, and then you get these crack crackpots out yeah. there. And yeah. I'm trying to behave. I'm getting fired up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, anyway. you might want to drop it because you're going to slip. Yeah, I yeah. see it coming. Yep. Anyways, we're uh, going to be interviewing Kenneth Louie. Today about his new movie, Artist in Agri- at Artist in Agony. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were going to say agriculture. <laughs> yes, Artist. <laughs> no, it's Artist in Agony. Yep. Uh, and trust me, we watched the screener for this film. What? I was going to say why he matters. Like, you know, he's the visual effects guy for... You know, I was just making a comment that okay. it's hilarious. <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to punch you in the face for the show's over. I was getting to that. Over. I was getting to <laughs> that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, dude. Let me do something. <laughs> okay, fine. God. He's the visual effects artist best known for Doctor Strange, Captain America, a lot of the Marvel movies. He did Batman and Superman. Um, he did, he's a visual effects guy, but he did a mockumentary. Is that how you put it? Yep, mockumentary. Right. And you could proceed now, so I'll shut up and sit over here. <laughs> About time. So anyways... <laughs> Now that my glamorous assistant is done over here. I'm super. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so anyways, yes. Yeah, so, oh, he's actually yeah, calling loud. in right now. Yeah, that phone is pretty loud today. Uh, so anyways, yeah, he did this film and we watched this screener. It is hilarious. I promise you, yeah. you guys have to watch yeah, he it. he did a really good job with it. Yeah. Uh, this is Jesse, it- co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, um, I will have you on the air momentarily. No foul language. I, I, I thought for sure he was going to say, I'm the glamorous we assistant. We don't have adult button. The Bleeper 2000. The Bleeper 2000. <laughs> the 
you know we want to have a live live, but we can send you a copy of the file after the fact. Or um, we also put it up on uh, podcasts and stuff too. <laughs> so while we're live on air, Jesse's yeah. going to give him a rundown of our show. <laughs> um, it's uh, fourteen. So how's the new place? Oh, the new place is awesome, bro. Loving it. That's good. It, man, I get to sit out on my patio deck and look right out at the beach, uh, man. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's always nice to be able to do. It's nice and relaxing. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's nice because you know how it is, man. My job, I work long hours, man, and you know, and a lot. And yeah. it's so nice when I get off work and I get home. I kind of feel like I'm on vacation, you know. Right, right. And that's definitely the bonus to it. How's the doggies? Oh, doggies doing good, man. They're loving it because okay. we get that constant breeze up there on the balcony. Right, So right. they're always out there wanting to lay out when I'm just chilling, watching the water, or whatever. They want to lay out, man. Feel the breeze all the time. Yeah, that's always good for them to have. Yeah, so they're loving it. Um. <laughs> I guess Jesse's doing the interview by phone, so. <laughs> Dude, it was actually a nice ride here today to come to get here, man. I mean, I took a ride this morning on my bike. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, after I cleaned it finally, like I was telling you, right? Uh, yeah, I hopped on it. I took a ride because uh, I live off a of Gulf Drive there. Right. So I took it from my house. I live on Reddington Shores, and I drove the going south, like going towards like. Uh, Treasure Island and all right. that. Yeah, yeah, so I drove down Gulf, down so Gulf, nice man, just enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, it was nice, dude. It's relaxing. Dude, the weather was really good, too, man. The morning times, because it's so hot during the right, day. Right, But, man, during the early morning time yeah, and then like the, the evening. Time. Oh, man, it's Sometimes perfect. like California weather, like around 70 degrees. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. And you got a lot of trees around, so that definitely gives all you All right, you should be yep, on air, absolutely. bud. Is he there? I'm here. Hello? Hey, there you are. Let's make sure I don't hang up on yeah, we uh we thought we thought maybe Jesse was going to be doing the uh, whole interview by phone with you for a second. <laughs> oh no no, I just wanted to make sure we had all our ducks in a row. Make sure I don't uh, you know curse or anything. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, trust me, we do when we're off air <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to transfer it to on air. <laughs> yeah, we have to be very careful when we're on air because we're garnered by FCC and all that. So, anyways, gotcha. thank you and welcome yeah. for coming on to the show, man. Dude, we all three watched your movie. Yeah. I got to say, man, <laughs> number one, Frosty, my favorite character. Love it. Yep. Love it. And number two, the taxi scene, <laughs> my hands down favorite part of the whole movie. I was dying. Love that. Hair. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Oh. Yeah, it's funny because when you, when you make these things, you're not sure. It's like, oh, my gosh, are we... Is this uh, is this gonna find an audience? Is this too crazy? Am I too weird? And and you just kind of go look. It's funny to me. So if it's funny to me, hopefully it'll be funny to somebody else. And so I'm glad. So that means you're a fam. You're my people. Oh yeah, my man, we, dude, we are big, your tribe. Oh, big time, bro. <laughs> I was dying. Yeah, Kenneth. I was telling Chance. I said, you know, as I was watching the movie, I was thinking the first thing that came to my mind was, it's if if. Curb the enthusiasm and Pope Fiction had a baby. <laughs> uh, the show would definitely, the movie would definitely be it. I mean, it was it was funny because it definitely had its, its 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 moments where you're like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. You know what I mean? But then right. it's like dry sense of humor, so it was really, really, really well done. Oh my god, you have no idea how like happy that makes me because like you know when, when you make these things, it's no there's no audience, so it's just. You're just going by your own kind of twisted, <laughs> dark sense of humor, and I'm just like, okay, if some people, if I think it's funny, yeah, I'm just hoping oh, you know, trust if someone me. else will think it's funny, because I just, I, I really wanted to hit that really dark, twisted, you know, kind of tone. Really, like, if people understand the kind of sardonic, sarcastic, kind of dry, uh, uh, you know, thing we're doing here, then... Then, 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 then that makes me happy if someone gets gets the joke. Dude, I put so. it this way: my favorite line out of the whole movie was, "She doesn't want to talk to you. You got her killed." <laughs> right. no. That was my favorite line then, out of the whole movie. There's a lot of good ones, but that was my favorite. You know, it, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because what it is is what, what's fascinating about the process too. Because for me, the process was new, so that was a fun thing to explore as well. How do how do we how we made the movie? Mm-hmm. So what what I did was. Each, what I found fascinating, because it was an improv project, like Spinal Tap. Yeah, It yeah. was like, I, I had the, I had a, uh, uh, you know, I had the, the main spine of the show, but the actors had their own kind of take on the joke, so to <laughs> yes. speak, of the show. Oh, nice. So, so what's funny is like, like, say Frosty's character, Frosty, uh, Jason, his mm-hmm. character, it's like, he, he had his own 
dry, 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 deadpan kind of vibe to it. And that's what made it even funnier. That's what is yeah. definitely what made it funnier. And the other thing I love about your film, too, is the almost airplane-esque kind of feel to it with some of like the pop-up you know, things that you would put and what it said. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they remind me of like the, the, the airplane type movies. You know, it, like I told what? Jesse and them after I'd watched it, I'm like, dude, you gotta look at the little details in the movie too that will crack you up. You, you, you nailed it. You have a good eye. Cause here, here's what it is. Like, I can't hide my influences and I'm not trying to really. Cause yeah. I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a product of the eighties. Okay. I grew up in nice. the eighties yes. and, and my heroes are Mel Brooks. My heroes are yes. the Zucker brothers. So you know when you say airplane, you nail it. You na- you you nailed it because just that's the absurd. Like please don't take this seriously. If you did, it's you know, oh if you the take the style of the way we shot the show can be a little disarming because in the end it's a cartoon. You know. Yeah, right. yeah. If you took this movie serious, one that tells me that you have issues to take a movie like this serious. So that's right. number one. And number two is the fact that if you cannot just step aside from morals, all that for a moment, and allow yourself the freedom to have fun and actually enjoy the comedy for the dark humor it is. I mean, let's be real. The movie like Mel Brooks films back in the day, Blazing Saddles, all those, they couldn't be made today, man. They couldn't, you know, but they were hilarious when we were growing up, you know. And so, like, now, Absolutely. yeah, and now, like, with this film, you know, it's got that dark humor. It's like, dude, you, you got to turn off the sensitivity for a moment and find it for the 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 slap-in-the-face kind of comedy that makes it funny. I mean, like you said, like with Frosty, the way he was so deadpan and so serious, like, in his in his role is what made it even more comical, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, dude, hands down. I, I, I love the movie. Yeah. And I love that you, and, and if you hang in with me at that particular scene you're talking about, the taxi cab scene, <laughs> I, I just felt like Frosty's acting is so good in it that yes. you yeah. kind of forget that there might be someone else in the cab. So when I switch over for the punchline, I think that's even, you know, that's where I, we pay it off. And uh, Yeah, no, that was a huge payoff. That, took, that completely blinds, usually, like, I find a lot of movies predictable. And right. <laughs> that totally blindsided me. I was crying. I was like, "There's somebody else in the car." You, you have no idea. I'd run now. When you make these movies, it, it's like a vacuum, you know. So just you don't know if it's it's working. So you only have your own kind of uh, sense, messed up sense of humor to, to guide to guide you. So I'm. You're my people. I, I can't. I can't say it enough. That's so. Okay, awesome. I gotta ask this. So who is the actress who plays Jewel? Jewel. Okay, yes. So get his, uh, funny story. Her name is Kate Huffman. Okay. Okay. And uh, she's just a friend of mine. We worked together because you know, in our, in back in those times, we our day job was teaching. So mm-hmm. she was Miss Kate, you know, and I was Mister Louie. And uh, she just happened to mention that she was an actress. So when we were doing this project, I actually had cast that first day, the the first time in that scene where Red Rick comes out to Jewel yes. as an assassin. That was our first day with that with, with that storyline and with those two actors. And what happened was the original actress that was going to play Jewel flaked. So I called Kate on a whim and I said, hey, do you mind filling in? And she's so sweet, she stepped in. And then she did that first scene. And not knowing that it would end up being eight years of shooting this film <laughs> um, on and off. So... Uh, what happened was we did the scene and it was improvised. So, you know, Redrick comes out and she hated the idea. Her character hated the idea of him being assassinated and just the scene fell flat. So then I just, okay, well, let's go the other way. You love it. You're, you, you love the fact that he's an assassin, you know, assassin. And so we went that way and it just came alive that way. So I asked her, do you mind keep, you know, would you mind playing this part and kind of continue an arc? And so one of the really fun things we got to do was take that jewel character, this this dove, this mm-hmm. dainty flower, and completely corrupt her. Like that was the <laughs> you know Dude. My- I'm t- that, was, that was the fun. I'm telling you, brother, the scene where she had the pillow of the poop on the chair and she's making all of her like monologue lines of like what she would say before she kills somebody. She's my second favorite character out of the whole movie. I was dying in that part. I love them. They're all they're all like they have the all their moments and oh absolutely yeah the the actors just knocked it out of the park as far as like and like i said before it's just it was so interesting to see each one of them kind of do their own iteration of the joke 
Mm-hmm. And then once I told him the gist of the scenes, then yeah, you have, you know, and then I would guide, oh, can you lean here or lean more towards that and whatever. But yeah, I, I couldn't resist. A lot of times you're seeing scenes of me just fulfilling, you know, bucket list wishes. Like, oh, I, oh, I always <laughs> wanted to, you know, so. So I got to ask because it just, the narration made it even funnier. Yes. What was your What was your inspiration for the particular, like, almost snobby English accent <laughs> for the narrator. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's so funny. I'm just, you have to understand just the existential kind of joy I'm feeling right now because I, you don't know if this is going to play. So what you do is you just throw in everything you always wish to do. At, like, you're playing as if no one is listening, so to speak. Yeah. So, I, I figured with this project, I could just poke fun at just all, just everything. I can poke fun at violence. I can poke fun at, at, at documentaries. So what you're mm-hmm. hearing with the narration and the very over-the-top, you know, British narration. <laughs> so I, I just thought that, you know, okay, and mind you, there are other, I was trying out other stuff, like, for a while, I was doing, I was doing the narration as kind of uh, doing this... Um, this German, this, this kind of Werner Herzog-esque type of documentary vibe. <laughs> where I was and then, you know, so for a while I was doing that, you know, because, you know, it's, it's a homemade movie. It's a guerrilla style indie. Oh, my God. uh, You actually use the term guerrilla style, bro. That's when I know you're a real film person. (laughs) When you say guerrilla style, I remember, okay, a buddy of mine, John Rusnick, he owns, uh, he owns a film company down here and we did a movie called House of Blood together. And we, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was shot guerrilla style. So when you say that, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It's off the cuff, off the fly. It's running with the camera, you know? Oh my gosh. And then like, so there's so, you know, I, I'm just kind of filling in gaps. I just wanted to make it funny. So I'm like, okay. So I, I tried a Werner Herzog kind of narrator and I tried, and then I, I kind of stumbled upon like a BBC thing. It's like, you know, and you know, they, they, they talk like this and then they go down like that and then they go up and then they go down over here. And then so <laughs> I, I thought, oh, that could be funny. And so I grabbed a buddy of mine who I just happened to meet. And that's the other beauty of this show is that like if I happen to have an actor friend because I I found Julian who does the the announcer voice I found him because uh, the girl who uh, who plays um, uh, Angel Mercy mm-hmm. uh, uh, Melanie she was moving out and just happened I just happened to meet Julian who was also taking some of her stuff too because she was offering her stuff for free it's a family effort so then I said, Julian, you're British. He's like, I am. And I'm like, hey, so would you mind uh, doing just some voiceover stuff? And he's like, sure, come over to my studio because he's a, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, could I, could I record you? And so he had no idea. It's all out of context for him. He has wow. no idea. Like, <laughs> and so I, I was coaching him, and he's kind of looking at me funny, like, you really want me to go high and low and do these absurd, like, characterizations? And like, Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, even the documentary felt real because I, I, I remember having the feeling of wanting to actually check the internet to see if something really like, like that happened. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like real for a minute there. I was like, I know it's 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 a mockumentary. 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 <laughs> Jeez, I can't. I'm, I'm tongue tied here. But it did it did really want me get me the feeling of wanting to actually go and look it up. You know, like wait a minute, did this person really get shot? Or yeah, like what was your what was what was your inspiration for this style of film? I mean, using right. assassins and all that. Like, what was your inspiration for that? Well, you know, just like anything, anyone. I I watch documentaries just mm-hmm. for fun, and and occasionally. You know, you just kind of see sometimes, you notice how kind of stilted they are. Like, they're not objective, absolutely objective sometimes. Right. Like, you can tell they have a point they're trying to make or they're trying to... So, uh, after watching a few documentaries and, you know, being a fan of documentaries, too. I, I like I like me a good documentary. Um, I, I just, um, I wanted to, to just, I was just really interested in the style of just taking a kind of very serious frame on something really silly. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of contrapuntal nature, that resonance of you know a serious approach to something really you know um, absurd, that got good to me. Like the idea of framing it like it's such a serious because you know documentaries they they they, they ask to um, 
they, they, they you know, they imply that you're supposed to take it serious because mm-hmm, the following right. thing is a true story. The following, the, so I thought, how funny if we just completely did a completely fake, you know, uh, uh, a fake, a fake massacre of a fake uh, subculture that's mm-hmm. absurd and uh, and just completely turn the volume up to eleven in the point where it's <laughs> nice doing total spinal tap. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Seriously, like, I mean, with the film, it, it, yeah, it, it hit on all levels, man. It was really because I'm not gonna lie to you. There's times that people will like say, "Hey, we want to book this person on your show. You know, we're gonna send you a screener, yada yada yada." We check it out and we're like, "Oh dear God, right? Please right. just give me a bottle of Xanax. <laughs> just what give me a bottle of Xanax about? and a 38. <laughs> Let me get this over, you know." But uh, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I and, really appreciate that. Yeah, and when we started watching it, I was cracking. Like I said, I was just cracking up. And like you said, it's like if you've been around the block long enough, and you've been, you know, just just a fan of movies in general, you can mm-hmm. see the the little similarities or like the little pieces, like where you got some of your inspiration from. You know, with some of it. I, I, I tell you what, though, the the narrator guy, <laughs> the British guy, perfect voice. That was the perfect voice to, to go with. You nailed it when you picked him. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I, I just. Honestly, the, the, the main theme was just have fun and be silly because who knows when I'll ever be able to get to do this again. So right. yeah. I, I just went for broke and just went for the joke. You did amazing on it. Yeah. I mean, the, the interpersonal reactions for a lot of it, especially like Frosty's stuff going on. I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but the stuff he's got going on, um, the sisters, the stuff they have going the interpersonal reactions – a, they're hilarious, and like you said, they're turned up to 11, but B, there's so much detail in there that's just random, like life would be. <laughs> it was, Dude, I'm like, telling you. Like since, Jason said, it was almost like believable. Right, yeah, and it's right. like like how you said, too, how a lot of this stuff is just improvised that they did speaks volumes on their talent. Like like you said, Jewel, like really, I guess, apparently, or the woman who plays Jewel, you know, really never, mm-hmm. I guess, had much of an acting career or anything like that, you know, from what you're saying, correct? I mean, she has. I mean, I don't want to say anything. Like, but she she has her own. She she does here and there. So I I don't want to say. Well, I was going to say, man, talented. because she did a bang up job in that movie. Did like I said, she's my second favorite character out of the whole movie. So yeah, yeah she was awesome. Well, um, a lot of them are theatrically trained too. So that's uh, probably what came into play. Uh, like, uh, like she she's part of an improv troupe as well. Again, I didn't audition. I just simply pilfered friends of friends. It was a very family effort, so that's why, like, hey, Kate, do you know, you know, that's how I met Paul, that's how I met Paul McQueen, Paul McQueen, who plays Red Rick. Mm-hmm. I got, I got him uh, through Kate, uh, and no. they were in the okay. same theater company. That's awesome. So it's, it's a lot. They're theatrically trained, so that's probably why they're so good. And yeah. see, for like us, because of doing radio, like uh, there, there are a lot of shows out there that do radio that they kind of script their shows. We do not. Everything we do is off the fly. We have literally walked in here. Five minutes to airtime. Had no clue what we were doing a show about. Turned around and Googled something and said, yep, that looks pretty interesting. And boom, we do a whole show. That's just how we <laughs> Literally. Work. Yeah, yeah. We, you know what? It's, yeah. it's so funny because that's exactly how we approached our show, which was just I had a scenario. I had a kind of inkling that, you know, his chocolate with her peanut butter, et cetera, would come together somehow. Yep. <laughs> and you just put together all the best bits. And if it's not working... Then as the director, I could go, okay, let's do something else. Let's turn it around. Let's spin it around. Let's see what happens, you know. Well, I know t- in the end, they were all going to die in a Shakespearean blowout anyway. So <laughs> I figured, okay. Well, I tell you yeah. what, you de- you definitely nailed that Reese's then. So you got that peanut butter and chocolate to work right. So, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you know, it, like for us too, it's like the, the, the weirdness, uh, uh, I think is what I want to say too, of how I appreciate this film because of the fact, like you said, you made a mockumentary is something that is just, Totally off the cuff that nobody would think to do a mockumentary film about. Like a prime example, the three of us, we actually are professional par- paranormal, like you know, I- investigators. We actually go out and investigate hauntings, stuff like that. I've been doing it for like twenty years. All right, mm-hmm. and so like we are used to weirdness. All right, so like when we mm-hmm. have a, when you have a movie like this that comes out, when you're mm-hmm. wondering about if whether or not we're your tribe. Our listening audience, who listens to us, is your tribe because this is the kind of film they're going to be like, yeah, and if, no wonder these guys liked it. So because <laughs> we're screwed up too. So you know, 
No, it's great. And honestly, like what makes me feel good too is just that you guys get it. And I love, I always kind of relish that experience whenever you see a movie or any, anything entertainment wise is when you kind of not expect it. It's, it's like in a paper bag. It's a zine. It's just, you don't expect it to be that, uh, uh, crazy. Like I remember clerks was like that for me. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, this is a black and white movie. And then, but, but intellectually it just goes and has its own universe and, that that was kind of like what I wanted to do too. I wanted to just create my own universe yeah. and and kind of explore this concept. And you know, I have a lover story, I have a sister story, I have a a father story, I have a you know. So I, I and and seeing the the noob, how does one like enter this world? And, and I get to get to do that. And how does she become? How does a, how does a noob become like a superstar? How does that work? And so I I just had this idea and wanted to explore. Uh, a universe. So I'm just, I'm just happy I got to do that, and I'm happy that there's people who appreciate it. All right. Well, my next question is because they, they, they said to us too, in which we looked it up and everything. You did all these like visual effects, you know, stuff for like all the, Mar- well, not all, but a lot of the Marvel films and stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you said this, this film that you just did took eight years. Was it because you were working on those other projects? You had to do just little bit pieces at a time to put the movie together. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I have a day job and yeah. that was doing visual effects. And so I'm just kind of shooting film after I knock off work. I'm shooting film. I'm writing films. So, uh, and also, you know, the actors are just kind of, it's all about availability. You'd be amazed how many characters I killed because they didn't, just couldn't make the shoot. I was like, all right, I guess you, either your character doesn't exist or I kill them off. <laughs> or like, for instance, uh, Craig Harrison, who plays Bishop, like, I loved working with him so much. Mm-hmm. So even though I killed him off, I just bring him back. I said, all right, well, you come back. Go ahead. Because <laughs> he's so cool. You know, he's just yeah. a cool dude. He's like, oh, I like working with him, and I needed a, a hitman character. And so, okay, just have him come back, but with a walker. Like, okay, he survived. Let's just say. <laughs> that, that was the fun of this kind of cartoonish, absurd uh, and the, the malleability of uh, this project. But, yeah, I had a day job. We all had day jobs. So it's we all did it in our spare time, which is why it took so long. But, you know. Well, my next question is, are you going to somehow spin a sequel out of this? Yes. I got to know. Oof. You know what? That's a good question. Uh, I had... I love the idea. And the Just say yes, or we're huge. sending Frosty to your house. <laughs> <laughs> love it. No, we get along. It's great. I don't mind it at all. Um, no, yeah, actually, I did. I was entertaining the idea of maybe continuing it as a uh, epi- episodic instead of like one oh, big. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, I think that yeah. that would be a brilliant and, idea. Yep. And it would deal with uh, Sully. It would deal with the Agent Sully character wow. and maybe him having a son who wants to get into being an assassin artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, artist, I like and, to use that word. And be, and maybe take up the mantle of maybe being the new rock star or a new rock star and just kind of making it like a like a series, kind of like a you know how like Watchmen had a movie and then they yeah. had like a television series, right. yeah. like a mini series. Yep. Right. Some, something like that. That that I had ideas for maybe a mini series where Agent Sully would move on, uh, and then we can kind of continue his his uh, storyline. And see, the great thing is too, you could still shoot it almost like the mockumentary style you did the first time around. You know, for you know, the episodic. You know, like you were saying. I mean, yeah, brilliant idea, dude. I would keep that up too, because that's I, I think that's intrinsic to the gag. You know, is that oh, yeah. kind of that... verite style. Oh, hands down. And the reason why is it's it's almost. I'm trying to think of how to describe this the right way and make it come out right. Is I'm usually pretty good with words. I, I promise you. All right. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, at least I'm gifted with sarcasm. Um, it's all like I said that airplane style of of being mm-hmm. like that makes it so much funnier because the characters play it so serious. So the yeah. mockumentary style makes it seem like it's serious, but it's comedic, and you know that that makes it even funnier. You know, to me, anyway. You got it. Yeah. You nailed it. You got it. That's yeah. exactly like because, like I said before, the whole you know documentary is it's implied. Like, mind you, there are times I think I pushed it too far. Like, okay, things were dark and violent, but because of the the, the mirror, like what was happening in front of camera was absurd. And the, the actors were doing their job and playing it absurd. But for some reason, when it was verite and you're looking at it, it was too much. Like, it was too, 
like you know what I mean? Like it was too much chile. It was too. It was too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. So I I made calls where oh you know what I cut scenes out because they were totally funny, but because of the the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. It looked too. It looked too real. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, yeah too, I get it. Yeah. It's just it part of the process, much. though. I mean, it, the final product came out amazing, and you know what? When you come out with your director's cut, you could put all that stuff right back in there. Hey, see, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, Kenneth, I have to ask. I mean, you said it took about what eight years, and they had like a, mm-hmm. a cast of family members. Was that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Well, okay. friends and family. Friends okay, and friends family and family. friends of friends. Did was there like a, a budget? range for for this for this particular movie or i mean was this something that was like uh everybody just decided to go ahead and uh, gorilla can there's <laughs> usually never a budget <laughs> well I don't, I don't i don't know if this is wrong of me to say but it, it's just out of pocket it was just, wow i just made sure not to ask too much time of the actors right, right? i right. knew yeah. i mean maybe maybe i'll take people out for dinner afterward kind of thing but, it wasn't, <laughs> but I, I made sure to not go, like, just a couple hours. Like, I just right. literally would ask, if I discovered an actor at a dinner party or something that I really got along with, and I was like, hey, you're cool. Like, uh, you, I'm doing a project. Would you mind, you know, right. being a dead body? or a <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know? hey, I can, I can and, vouch and, for this kind of stuff that he's not lying. When I did House of Blood with John, I was paid in pizza and buffalo <laughs> wings. I kid you not. But, but, but here's the thing. It's not just, like... Uh, it, my goal, you know, just to show, is to, I, I wanted to make sure that people were into it, and so I would kind of grant desires. Like, if they always, yeah. oh, I've always wanted to play uh, a certain part, then uh, I would I would kind of write it for him. Right, right. So, for instance, like Red Rick, uh, uh, he, the, the character Red Rick, he, he normally, he plays a lot of villains, mm. you know, because he has a cool yeah, he's voice. He's got the villain right? face. Yeah. You know, and he has a cool face, and but I, you know, in theater he's 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 always doing projects that's real romantic, and really? so I cast him as a kind of like a lover character, <laughs> so and so that's stuff like that. Like, okay, wow. now, someone now, said, oh, I always wanted to play this kind of part, then I try to write that for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, that's in awesome. all fairness, he is a good-looking guy, so no, yeah, I can is. see him oh, doing the I love scenes, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, is like you know, like you were saying, you know, it. it that you weren't obviously like forcing them to do anything. You were allowing them to give in their own creativity to this film, which I think added to it and made it even better. Right. It, it added, added a lot of flair to it. Right. On, honestly, so here, a little story. It, mm-hmm. it, it, I was super open to the actors contributing like to this big potluck dinner that I was kind of concocting. Uh, and so originally, just to see, when I had this concept, in my mind, I'm like, oh, is this going to play? Is this going to work? So I had the actors. Uh, I, I have a few actor friends that I kind of garnered from doing my little short films, like Jason, who plays Frosty. Uh, I said, hey, Jason, do you mind just doing an experiment? I don't know if it's a short. I don't know if it's a, It's not anything. It's just an experiment, a film experiment. He's like, sure, I'm down. And I, I, I'm going to interview you, and I want you to talk about the acting process and how you prep and how you do this, but don't mention acting. And he's like, huh? Like, yeah, don't mention acting. And, so, and then he didn't know what I was doing. And then later on, I clued him in. I was like, okay, what I'm doing is I'm interviewing you and pretending that you're an assassin. And he's like, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> you're, you're not talking about acting. You're talking about killing people for money. So, so once I clued him in on the gag, then he tried it again. And so I just kind of wanted to see how much I can let the actors know about it, like how much I should clue them in. To kind of keep things a little uh, off kilter, keep it fresh, keep it weird. <laughs> and so, um, when I finally cut it together, I did an experiment with uh, Ariadne, who played Lucian. Mm-hmm. I did one with Jason, who played Frosty. Uh, I did one with uh, Paul, who played Red Rick. And and when I when I pulled when I stuck it all together, I thought this is something special. I think you guys, this is something neat. There's something about these interviews and something about the way you guys are talking about it and over-intellectualizing things of it. And, like, I just, I thought it was, uh, I thought we had something. So uh, when I showed it to him, I, I, I said, hey, if you can give me just a few more scenes, I, I foolishly, I thought it would just be like four or five, and it turned out to be way more. Um, <laughs> uh, but I said, oh, okay, if you let me finish an arc for all you guys, I think we could have like a movie. And so that's how we, and that's how we started. And so... Once I finally kind of realized, like, oh, I have these archetypes. I have the, I have the new father. I have 
the the housewife. I have the the two lovers, you know, <laughs> and the sisters. Then once I have those archetypes going on, and I have that ordinary life, but with this extraordinary weird assassin life kind of crashing in to their to their life. Uh, that's when I felt like, okay, I think we have something kind of fun here. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I I love everyone's kind of interpretation of that joke. So. I, I love the fact with this film that even though they were all assassins, if you took that out of the of the the text of the film that they were you know assassins, it would look like just a typical documentary of people's lives, you know, just the day to day life and the the hassles and struggles they all got to deal with, right, you know, right, and everything else. Right. And, and I think that mixing that in on top of it, uh, and on top of that, is what made it actually even funnier. You know, I, I'm telling yeah. you, man. I it's been a while since I've really raved about a film, and this film really, I'm I definitely got to rave on it, man. It's good. I so appreciate that. I love because, yeah, you you know, as, when you know, as an artist, and you guys are artists too. Like as oh, yeah. as you guys create stuff, there's always that little insecurity. Like, eh, is anyone gonna care? Is anyone right, gonna like right. this? <laughs> so, like, so all you got is your own instincts. And, you know, and, and like I said, I love that the, it, it, it felt, I felt seen, I felt fellowship when the actors were kind of doing their own version of the jokes mm-hmm. and I, I, and the dryness of it, you know, like the don't wink at camera, like don't wink, like don't ask, <laughs> you know, like, I, like, I think I Angel could have got away with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Angel was like my, it's funny, the, the Angel character was a little different. She, I, 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 I kind of saw her as like Daffy Duck. Like, you're like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, while, while everybody was kind of playing it cool, uh, um, Angel Mercy, Angel was kind of like my, like, like, holy smokes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh my God, man. Uh, uh, now I can't, I'm not going to be able to not picture that now. <laughs> That's all I keep Darkwing Duck. <laughs> there you oh, go. man. But you know what? That's the other thing I love about the film, too, is, okay, because I'm trying not to give too much away because I want people to go see the movie. Yeah, right. And so I'm going to leave it at this. Sure. The surprise killings that happen in the movie, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like like yeah. taxi scene. The taxi scene is a surprise killing. All right. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, there, there's quite a few of those moments where you're not expecting somebody to be shot, you know, whatever that just happens. The parking lot was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The parking lot. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, you're talking about that carjacking scene? Yes. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what's funny? Can I tell you guys something? Here's some, here's some little inside baseball on that. So uh, I, we're working on the show, and my wife was telling me a story that happened to her dad about – and so that happened to her dad. That actually wow. happened. Oh, wow. But – but not, but mind you, not the, not the, not the tension, not the, not the end of the scene. The outcome of it, right, right, right. <laughs> but not in real life. But in real life, my, my, uh, my, my wife's uh, father-in-law had two guys trying to break into his car, and they had a conversation like, "Hey, could you help out or something?" And he's like, "Yeah, I can. I have the keys to my car." And and then they ran <laughs> off. They scattered after that. So I just thought, oh. And what's funny is that scene, when I had a rough cut of that scene, that was like my little like rallying cry to whenever I wanted a, a new actor to kind of be part of the project. That was my, that was what I showed them. Like, here's the tone. Here's the mood piece. This is what we're serving. If this is your brand of vodka, come join our class. Dude, also the scene with Jewel and Red Rick in the park. Oh. Yes. Yes, when the, the the very final scene of what when she shoots the gun and goes right flying back to the camera, I was losing it, man. Oh my god, that's so funny. That is great. That's but funny. that was another pop up killing, you know, that you did not see coming for that first half second, you know, when when that scene starts, you know. Well, I think part of the comedy is just how when you get involved with their human story, so mm-hmm. to speak, then then I remind you that they're monsters. You know, I, I yeah, just want right. to just, you, you're reminded that, no, 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 these are not nice people. Right, right. <laughs> these, these, are, these are scumbags. <laughs> that is so true, because, you know? like I said, the Frosty character it is my favorite character of the movie, right? And you really do, like, through the 
first like three quarters of film, man, you really do. You like feel for him. Like th- this, a, like I said, if you took the assassin part of it off the table, he would seem like the normal, average, next door neighbor guy that just had yeah. is just going through life, just like the rest of us, dealing with day to day problems. And you feel for him in a sense, you know, like when he thought exactly. his wife was messing around on him, you know. You got it's so funny. I'm so glad you see that. It's so astute of you to spot it. Well spotted because it's like the 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 I oh you guys you guys I love you guys. It's been, <laughs> you know, it's been, like, I've been shooting this show for eight years, and you have to understand I've been waiting eight years to have this conversation. Wow. So um, the fact that you guys saw that really makes my heart smile. So yeah. yes, the the idea is that like I wanted very charismatic, good looking very charming actors that could pull off and make you fall in love with these uh crazy monsters they are they're awful people awful awful people yeah i think i think that's what you're kind of picking up on is the the joke of that that is when you're seduced you're seduced into their world but then you realize they are immoral they're terrible they're awful yeah you're like oh he's a paid killer oh look at the baby (laughs) absolutely absolutely it almost has i don't know if you've seen it's a not very well-known colin firm movie but in bruges ah yes it almost has that type of vibe to it kind of kind of yeah i can see that it's like it's super serious tommy lee jones and men in black oh absolutely (laughs) like that band serious and it makes it so much funnier except with gigantic egos the egos is what really throws me for a loop because you have like these everyday people and it's like five different types of chance hancock gigantic (laughs) ego different points in life (laughs) so you got to use me as the example here okay i mean i'm okay with that though your head hardly i'm okay with that (laughs) But one of what you know, it's funny. You 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 touched upon something too. Is that uh, it, it's it, I wanted to do something also that can kind of poke fun at fandom and poke fun of at people who just take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, you know. You know what's so funny is I can see people like at Comic Con events in the future when this film you know is being because it's going to take cosplay. It, this is going to yeah, this is going to yeah. wind up being a cult classic. I promise you. Oh my you. god, yeah. like Rockstar yeah. Con is like in reality. That'd yep. Be yeah, because like we we also like MC and do a lot of Comic Con events stuff like that. Broadcast our show from there, and I, I guarantee sooner or later we're going to be sitting there up on stage and we're going to be like, I knew who that person's dress says. <laughs> <It's> gonna, <laughs> I promise you, it's going to happen. Hysterical. Yep, that'd be cool. Um, who did all the? Okay, I'm I'm probably pretty certain here. You probably did a majority of the visual effects for this film, correct? Yeah, cause not cause I didn't want anybody. It's just cause I can't push anybody around for yeah. free. So, <laughs> so my question, you know, my, well, my question being is, you remember like in the little flip scenes where they're showing like the fan art of yeah. uh, of Jewel? Yeah, did you do all those? No, my wife did. My wife really. Man, so, your wife's got also, some talent too, bro. Yes. Well, I, I'm telling you, like, well, that's why I married her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man. Because <laughs> you know what, like, and I, at the, I don't want to sound cheesy, but just like, but like, I have my skill set, and mind you, it's not because I want it. It's just because no one else will do the job. So you end up just having to learn. You have to go to school and learn a whole nother skill, right? So uh, between what I know and what my wife knows. We cover a lot of ground. So she's my co-producer. She is my rock. She is my, you know, she's my partner. So you, I, I, I said, hey, I need art. We need fan art for for uh, Lady Faith. And so she came up with a lot, all these concepts, and I, I was just like, yeah, this is these are you know, these are great. And you know, fan art. It, I, you see fan art. Oh I, yeah. I kind of, you know, you you just. You just uh, uh, you just take cues from reality, and and that's that's just one of the fun things we got to do. So you know, it's not out of uh, it's not like we didn't want like to commission people, but just you know, you, you hey, work you're doing it out of pocket, man. Yeah, I get yeah, it, man. man. I do. Uh, I think John shot that entire House of Blood film, and dude, we had so many extras on scene. We had SWAT units and stuff like that that we were filming and shooting and all that. And dude, I, I think John spent maybe probably about no maybe like two grand. Maybe out of pocket. Uh, the rest of it was all of us putting in our free time to jump in to be a part of it. You know. So you, yeah, you, so you know the struggle. Like for oh, instance, yeah. when we had our SWAT team, I just had a buddy who who had the gear. He had the helmets. He had the armor. And then I think he might have had the guns. 
but <laughs> we didn't have the people. And he had like five suits. So I, I just, okay. So I don't, here, here's a little inside baseball too. One of those SWAT team members is Scorpio. Really? What? You, know, you, wow. would, you wouldn't know it. No. Because, yeah, because it was all hands on deck. It was just like, okay, well, <laughs> you know. And, and one was like a VFX buddy of mine was in one of this, is in one of the suits. Uh, it's just, it's literal bodies. Like, how do we, you know, how do we make this work? Right. So It's so funny you said that because, okay, so House of Blood, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because these are two, you know, films that, that were shot on very small shoestring budgets, so I totally get the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get it here. When we, uh, there, there are scenes where, like, I played, like, a detective in the film, like, in, in you know, just small part, background stuff, you know, nothing serious. But then later on, because they needed people to do, some SWAT stuff, they put me in a suit, you know? So, yeah, I totally get it. I was playing, like, dual roles in the film, and I was doing stunt work in the movie, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just, so, yeah, it gets real, it gets real, uh, you know, like, homemade, family, you know, kind of tribal, I guess you could say. Oh, absolutely. You were definitely cut from our cloth, man. You were definitely a part of our tribe, bro, <laughs> big time. The humor, everything. Sweet. So, so what's your next, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jesse. The, uh, the, oh, dag on it. I lost it. Okay, the, good. The, the cover art. The, yeah. um, uh, for the, um, the banner. There we go, the banner. Did your wife also do that as well? What do you mean by the banner? What uh, you like, to? the. You talking about, like, the movie poster? That, that work, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poster? Yeah. Like, oh, like, well, we did it. Like, we, again, my, my wife is a graphic artist. I also have an art background because I went to Art Center College of Design, so I have a design background as well. Uh, that's where I got my film degree from. So, uh, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I, it, I, I, at first you get mad, like, God, why can't I get someone else to do this? Why can't I get? And then I realized, no, you know what? This is, I may never get another chance to do it right. like this. Like, I might never get a chance to have all the shots called by me. Like, I'm the boss. Like this. I should just be, I should be, uh, you know, grateful, and I am. Right. So, um, so what I did was just, yeah, between me and my wife, and I'm a big fan of uh, Mondo posters. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh yeah, yeah with yep. Mondo. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love Mondo art, and I love how you know, in, uh, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm a child of the '80s, so I love that kind of graphic look, that paintery look, the way you know, like Indiana Jones has that paintery look for their posters or the thing. You know, oh yeah. Struzen, if you look back at some of the, of... if you look back at some of the earlier episode, uh, comic book um, issues of the Punisher, a lot of the the work that was done in there had that that type of effect on the the artwork. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's where we got a lot of our inspiration was Mondo and kind of that painterly look, and uh, well, I wanted to get away from floating faces that you always see, oh, for, yeah. you know, for for movie posters. So that's that's kind of where we got our concept. All right, well, the three of us have a big favor to ask. If you do an episodic, uh, you know, continuation of this, me, Jesse, and Jason, all three of us are volunteering to come out there and die on film and be one of the people that gets assassinated. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that is the easiest wish to grant. <laughs> the, 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 only, the only issue would be what's the funniest way to go out? Who right. Oh, you give dance? us five minutes <laughs> and we can make it hilarious, I promise. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, we got to get ready to wrap this uh, up with you right now with the interview. So feel free to put out there, you know, where the film can be viewed, the whole nine yards, your social media, everything. You got carte blanche. Go for it. So, so July 21st, we're streaming on Amazon and Tubi and other format. I think Joe Blow, too, like just other other uh, places. So a bunch of places. So just look that up. You can also uh, catch any news and just some extra video things on uh, artisanagony.com. So, you know, back in the day, remember DVDs had special features? And oh, yeah. Kind of right. little. So a lot of stuff that uh, got left out of the movie are actually living on artisanagony.com. So really? Nice, yeah, yeah, like uh, like video. We had, like, Rockstar the Musical mm-hmm. that just didn't make the the the, um, the final movie. So the, so I got some, some extra videos there and some... Some more bishop videos, like you know. Uh, so, yeah, check I'm out. Check us out. That. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, man. We had a blast, yes, and we definitely got to have you back on, oh, man. And, yeah. Especially if you do episodic, we got to have you back Absolutely. on to talk about it. 
And uh, I also, also, uh, I got other work of mine personally on mm-hmm. KennethLouis.com. KennethLouis.com. All right. You got, you got it. it, brother. Thank you for joining us, right, man. Brother. We had a blast talking to you. Good luck, man. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys. We're wrapping it up and we're out of here. It's the end of our show. And, uh, Thank you for Kenneth Louie for coming on. Yes. Dude, that was a great interview, yeah, man. Great I, dude. I, great I, dude. Yeah. For the audience out there, you got to see this movie, Artist in Agony. Right. It's coming out on July 21st, and it's going to be out on Am- Tubi and Amazon. And then, of course, the other side platforms, you'll right. be able to find it. So make sure you watch this film. It is hilarious and good. Peace out. <laughs>